Welcome into the Hustle Show podcast. Drew Martin, Kelly Stewart, CT Betts, and Adam Trigger. We're talking college basketball picks, Super Bowl props brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Simulcast live on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. Apologies for starting late, but we do appreciate you joining us in the chat box. Hey, better late than never. Going around the horn here. We got CT Betts in the house. Chris Thurston, welcome in, bud. How you feeling? Well, I'm a little frustrated. I apologize for the delay. Uh, it was my fault because I'm an idiot and I don't know how to uh, do any technology or may have my camera. I was on here and I was talking to you, but couldn't hear you guys. Between Kelly and my wife uh, got it situated here. Kelly threatens to quit the show about five times a week. She threatened to do that already. So it should be a fun show. Hey, well, you brought her up. She's uh, Kelly in Vegas on Twitter. <laughs> Kelly, welcome in. How are you feeling? I got Val Thurston texting me. Is it Adam's fault? No, it's your kid's fault. <laughs> Log in 10 minutes before the show in case there's any technical difficulties. You know what? I'm going to say it. We're going to get one already. Brett just went in to say goodbye to me so he could do something. And he goes, I go, we're about to go on live. He's like, oh, act like it's not fuck around hour. Well, apparently we're the fuck around hour show. So here we are because nobody can get anything done right. People mush my bets. I don't want to be friends with these people anymore. Well, except for Drew, of course. And here we are. Happy <laughs> Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Absolutely, guys. Hopefully going to find you some more winners and losers. No mushing bets out there. And a guy that's starting to turn the corner here. You're looking to buy low and, and heat up in college basketball. This might be your guy. Adam Trigger, welcome in, buddy. Love being referred to as a buy low. That's okay. Um, yeah, four in a row. And you know what? I didn't mush Kelly's bet last night because we were both on Penn State. and We got like a like a miracle three, miracle cover. It's like the first one of those I've had all year. I've been on the wrong end of a couple. Uh, but I, I feel like that might be the the turning point for me. Start getting covers like that. I feel like it starts to work out. So, uh, yeah, I, fe I woke up this morning feeling good for the first time in like three weeks. So I'm ready to go. Hey, buy low is a, is a compliment, I feel. If you bought Apple <laughs> stock, what, yeah. in the 80s? You're a millionaire now, Trig. And so, hey, <laughs> that's to true. Give you a that's true, Drew. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Absolutely, guys. Hey, well, let's get right into it. We're up against it time-wise. It's going to be a quick show, right into the picks, college basketball. We got Super Bowl props we're breaking down as well. Um, transparency always being key here, Trig. Uh, what do we got for recap segment, man? Yeah, so last week, uh, big, big game breakdown. I guess I, I moved my pick to best bets because I didn't give a pick in best bets for this week it was a super bowl prop which we'll get into so um chris gets there with kansas state nice little comeback there uh drew's under falls short with villanova and marquette going well over the total um the best bet section was all right uh georgia for me just gets blown out though of course they come out over the weekend and nearly beat auburn but when i needed them on wednesday they got crushed by arkansas um villanova does not show up for CT, but Drew Martin Betts gets there by, I believe, the hook with the under in the Temple game. And then our guest, Kai, from Three Man Weave, um, gives out George Washington, which gets, gets there for his best bet. A lot of great info in that section. And the sharp little sharps college basketball card that we did uh, goes two and one. Furman, uh, we reported an injury out on air. We saw that line move. That got the cover easily uh, against a big number. We had Illinois minus seven. Uh, which covered against Wisconsin and the one loss there being Lamar plus six. So two and one on that little sharp card. I'll have more of those later in the show. And so not bad. Um, let's see if we can can find some winners today. 
Absolutely. Good stuff, Trig. And guys, we got big game breakdown here. Of course, we got best bets at the end. We're going to be hitting the Super Bowl as well. Like always, brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva, our flavors pair perfectly with our intestinal Blanco tequila for a subtle and refreshing drink. Guys, we got a 6.30 start here in 12 minutes. That's 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific in the SEC, SEC network here. Georgia and Florida, we actually broke this one down on the college basketball show with Joe Ranieri earlier. But uh, hey, if you're looking for some action here starting at 6.30, this is a game I bet over the total kind of, uh, I guess, Going against where the market move is here, it opened 146 looking at the wager talk odds screen totals wise. Now it's 143 and a half. The Gators are favored by two touchdowns here. And look, Georgia doesn't defend anybody, guys. Um, they, they give up multiple points, you know, over 70 points, almost in every single game, over 80 points in a lot of games. I think the Gators get there. They got their best player back down low. A lot of easy baskets for the Gators. And uh, I, I like this over 143 and a half. So that's what I'm going for, for a big game breakdown, considering it's kind of a happy hour special here. But uh, CT bets, I know uh, you had a game you were looking at here in terms of big game breakdown style. Where are you going, bud? I'm actually going to switch things up, Drew Martin. And I'm going to give a prop for the Super Bowl for my big game breakdown. Uh, and Super Bowl week is kind of one of those that don't have a problem laying some juice here, right? So. We're going to get into props later on big time, but a lot of sharp props come from no's and unders, right? The public likes to bet the yes and overs. I found a prop that I really like here, Drew Martin bets, and I'm betting the no that there will not be a defensive touchdown, a defensive touchdown or team touchdown. I got minus 250. Uh, there hasn't been one, Drew Martin bets, since Super Bowl 51, and that's when Robert alford picked off tom brady when he was playing for the falcons in that 28 to 3 comeback super bowl 51 drew martin Betts. so it's been a little while here i think this is a great number i think it should be closer to minus 360 um there's been a couple of books that i looked at and it was minus 330 minus 320 but shop around i got minus 50 um this is this is the only week only game i have no problem laying juice here you get a lot of great value in betting props like this, and Kelly will, will agree with me. I I have no issue saying it here. It's just the way it is. It's just the way this Super Bowl Sunday tends to work here. So no on special teams touchdown and no defensive touchdown. Minus 250, Drew Martin bets. Big game breakdown, CT prop. I like it, CT prop. And Ke Kelly, uh, your name was brought out. You do agree with that, kind of laying the juice there? I mean, I'm going to lay a little bit of juice on uh, a couple of my bets, but we all know I, I can't get involved. I don't care what it's okay. worth. Uh, I, I The only thing that I did do that was worse than that, I did lay $4 on Texas. Uh, I laid 4000 on $1,000 uh, during the presidential election. But, I mean, come on, it's Texas. <laughs> I understand CT's analysis here, but, like, I mean, it's got to be as close as to the L word as I can get in order for me to lay that kind of juice. Uh, so I, while I agree with Chris, I can't stomach it. Uh, just personally, I'm going to lay 155 on a prop bet myself uh, this weekend. And that was that was pretty hard to press send. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Le Kelly in Vegas, guys, if you haven't followed her, she likes, she, she's a fan of the uh, dogs. When the dogs are barking, she likes that plus price. So, uh, hey, CT Bet, you bring up since Super Bowl 51. What are we at now in terms of Super Bowls? Is, is that this like. This is 56. Okay, so five years ago. Um, my my numerous. 
Okay. All right. So we got a. It feels yeah, like a hundred years ago. That Super Bowl feels I'm, like a hundred years ago. I ha- yeah. I, I had to look through too because I'm not good with the uh, the Roman numerals. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to Google that this morning myself to see what Super Bowl this actually was. So you're not you're not the only one. I know. I was scared to actually finish my sentence there and admit that LV1. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but uh, yeah. Thanks for being with me on that one, CT Betts. Trig, what, what about you? What do you got, Trig Prop? Well, I mean, didn't they go? First, I'll just throw this out here. Like, I thought they went to numbers on the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Now we're back to Roman numerals. That does no one any good. It's like when they, it's, it's like the mass pipe. Super Bowl 50 would have been an L. And they didn't want it to be an L. Uh, yeah. They wanted it to be a five yeah. zero. That's why. Because I feel like, like they did enough marketing wise. Yeah, I feel like there was a number of different year. But anyway, the Roman numerals all back, and it's just it's a whole you know thing. But anyway, we'll we'll do college basketball. Um, I, I have a five percent. Like I, I, my best bet for the night is up at Wager Talk. I gave out one of my five percenters on the show, and Kelly had almost had a heart attack on air. So I'm not. I can't do that tonight. But I do have another one. That is a play that I absolutely love in college basketball. It goes at seven o'clock, so I'm gonna gonna do it here instead of in the best bets because it's already six uh, twenty three. Uh, it is the George Mason Patriots. Talked about this earlier on the college basketball show that I thought Josh Duro was gonna play, and the way this line is moving, it looks like he's gonna play. Uh, George Mason was plus one overnight. Uh, I gave it out this morning at minus 115 on the money line, and that money line is probably up to like minus 150 now. Um, I I still love George Mason in the spot. They played Richmond two days ago without Aduro on the road, and they lost. However, they get the rematch two nights later at home. They get their best player back. George Mason, 8-2 and at home this year. Uh, They've been a a very solid home team dating back to late last season. Uh, Kim English, George Mason coach, former Missouri Tiger standout uh, that CT and Kelly will remember because that was when Missouri used to be in the Big 12. Uh, He's the George Mason coach now, and he has done everything in his power to sort of rally their fans, get their kids out to the games. So I think there's going to be a good atmosphere tonight. Richmond is just a a, a kind of a short ride from George Mason. Um, Big game. They've lost three games in a row. They were all heartbreakers. I think George Mason Gets it done tonight. Snaps their little three-game winning streak. I think you could lay the small number, and, and George Mason will win and cover in Fairfax, Virginia tonight. Drew Martin bets. I like it, Trig. Good stuff, man. Uh, nice breakdown there. And guys, we got um, of course Kelly in Vegas joining us for the full show. We're lucky enough, and Kelly, of course, you you, you and your NFL season, it's college only a football full season, show because you guys started fifteen minutes late. <laughs> I was trying to Practical make it sound a little I am bit a professional. Yeah. I log on 15 minutes before I'm supposed to be somewhere. You know, make sure my camera looks good, my lighting looks good. You know, I can hear people. I, I'm trying to look at it, you know, glass half full, Kelly. So uh, trying to make the best out of it. You know, when uh, life throws you lem- lem- lemons, you make a little lemonade. And, of course, you had a, a lot of profits this football season. So what do you think it's side total for the Super Bowl? How are you looking to bet uh, the big game on Sunday? God, Drew, I hate this game. I hate it so much. I want to make a case for the Bengals so bad, and I can't. I feel like they're such a square underdog due to recent performance. Um, I think that there might be some great live betting opportunities for either side, depending on if you like Rams money line, if you like Bengals plus points. Uh, We've seen this Bengals team start off rather slow in uh, their recent games, and I do think that what we will see is a really great performance by both teams. Uh, my favorite prop bet is going to be over three and a half field goals plus 135 at the Barstool Sportsbook. So that is like my best bet. Um, I do think it's going to be a kicking for losers moment. But uh, unfortunately, as far as far 
far as the side goes, I'm not getting to the window uh, pre-kick. I just can't do it. I don't love anything. I feel like I missed the boat um, early on with the Rams minus three and a half if I was going to do it. Now, four and a half pretty much everywhere. Uh, actually, I take that back. There's some fours right now in the way There's you talk about screen. Yeah. Either way, I just don't love it. I know a lot of really sharp guys, but the money line early. Now it's up to $2. We just spoke about how risk adverse I am. And as far as the side goes, I feel like I'm late there too. Typically in these uh, standalone events, the public comes into play and they haven't yet. I think the wise guys got ahead of it. Uh, they got the under 50. 48, 48, we all know, is a key number. 48 and a half is still rather tempting. But again, I think that this could be an interesting spot where we see the opposite of what's happened in Super Bowls previously. And both teams could go out and score touchdowns early. I could find a nice maybe fit under 54 live. That's basically what I ended up doing on Sunday a week and a half ago when I was in Chicago and was able to get a better number live, even though the original game under still hit. They got out there real quick. That second quarter, I was like, yep, I'm dead in the water. Uh, but when it starts getting a little dicey with, a, with two offenses, uh, that have the potential to score. I think sometimes let, live betting is the way to go, and I think that's how the Super Bowl is going to play for me. I'm going to have a ton of prop bets, uh, you know, small units here. You don't want to waste any of your bankroll just because it's a standalone event, but just enough to keep the game interesting uh, because I'm going to be sober. It's going to suck. But, and Kelly, follow up to that because uh, is is betting the Super Bowl something you normally would not have a side or a total bet on, and does that feel weird to you? Just kind of. Sweating out the, the prop No, I market. think this is the first time that I don't have a side or total bet pre-flop. This is honestly God truth. I've been betting the Super Bowl for forever, it feels like. Uh, but I, I told this story on bet on it earlier, and uh, I had a significant amount, an entirely too much amount on the Seattle Seahawks versus the New England Patriots, obviously one yard away uh, from cashing that ticket. And it is what it is. It's, it's a one-game sample size. Would I make that bet again on a regular Sunday? Absolutely. Should I have had that much money on it because it was a standalone event? No. I had some extra coin in my pocket. I think I had just hit a three-teamer uh, the, uh, the week and a half prior, something like that, in college basketball. And so I was feeling, you know, really good about myself. And I have made tons of those bankroll mistakes over the years. And I want everybody else to know that I've made those mistakes so you don't have to. But the unfortunate part is I think people have to learn for themselves because uh, that was a painful one. That was like... That one hurt pretty bad. And uh, I was like, damn, that was really stupid on my part. And so I'm just not going to do that again. I don't have a reason to bet this if I want some action. I'm going to sprinkle all the way around on the prop market, find, find some value here and there, and, and, and sit down and enjoy the game because it's my first game I've had off in uh, a really long time. Okay, well, definitely enjoy it. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm the same as you. Like, finding a side on this, I feel like the Rams got the advantage. I really don't want to lay the number. I feel like you can't lay that much in on the money line. And then, you know, part of me as the fan wants to believe in this kind of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the Bengals, this Cinderella run. So I'm on the fence as well, Kelly. I mean, there's arguments to both sides. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just did an entire TNA segment with Ralph and John Ryan. They had a ton of stats to back the Bengals. I just did bet on it previously before that with VR and Marco. Both of them like Rams on the money line. I mean, it's just a lot of respected people in this industry I've seen on both sides. And so I feel like, you know what? I can't disagree with anything the Bengals backers are saying. And I can't disagree with anything the Rams backers are saying. But I know two guys uh, below us here in the window both really uh, like the other side here. Yeah, CT Vets, get in here, man. Trig, what do you got? Well, I just want to, real quick, like, 
why why can't you know the, this money line's not that bad like if you like the rams like i think you should strongly consider be considering just like ponying up like if you can find minus 190 90 195 which is like definitely out there like why not just lay a little extra juice it's it's kind of a one-off scenario it's maybe not something that you you will do every you know on a daily basis but for the super bowl especially when you can find some different numbers at different books, like definitely try to keep it under minus 200. But I think minus 190 on the Rams is a considerably better bet than minus four and a half. And you just kind of adjust your risk accordingly. That's that's kind of how I'm looking at it, because I do think the Rams is probably the right side. But I don't know that I want to lay that that number and get involved with the potential spread coming into play. I don't know, Trig. I, I mean, minus 190 isn't that bad. Like, you know, when we're betting baseball, I, I, I don't bet minus 190. I really don't go over minus 150. That's what that's why I, I kind of disagree with you, man. And, and, and the dogs are on what a nine and four ATS run. Those are the reasons I'm staying off of it just because I, I, I disagree. I think minus 190 is pricey. Yeah, well, what I would say to that real quick is you have to you have to kind of tailor it to your risk amount, right? Like, so you almost have to you don't want to put yourself into a scenario where you're going to bet, let's say, a unit, play it like to win a unit, and now all of a sudden you're you're risking double. Like you're going to want to curtail your risk amount and just be okay with with winning a little bit less. So if you do lose, your loss amount is like in line with what you would normally risk on a game like you like you really like. So if you really like the Rams, you play it for an amount that you would put it's on minus one ten. Let me yeah, let ahead. me interject here. Let's I'm just gonna use this as an example. Okay, so I'm a dime yeah. better, right? I still don't yep. wanna lay nineteen hundred to win a dime. That's the whole point. So are you saying that I should be laying I don't know, a thousand to win four hundred and fifty bucks? I think it's like you gotta kind of massage it a little bit depending on how much you like it. I would say maybe try to pick somewhere in the middle, say, okay. In this case, if I do lose, I'm maybe okay with losing like fifteen hundred to win like seven fifty. There's no right answer. It's really just your your tolerance for risk and then how much value you think those four and a half points are. But to me, if there's a four and a half point spread that's popping up at a lot of places, but I can still get like a minus one ninety money line, like I think there's value actually value uh, in that minus just, one ninety money. Me asking you a question because yeah. VR said that he makes the game minus two twenty. He said that the money right. line is 220. So he's getting at least 20, if not 30 cents of value, depending on where you like to shop. So that was not me trying to, to disagree with you. That was just me asking right. how you would bet it. Because to me, like Drew said, I'm just not comfortable laying minus 190. It's just never been something I'm accustomed to. I definitely wouldn't do it during baseball. I definitely don't mm. bet these teams' money line. Hell, yesterday with TCU, I was like, ooh, do I bet minus 135? I was like, nah, I'll just lay the two. Like I just feel like that is a, a different scenario for me, and I know that the quantum, the quant guys out there, the numbers nerds, they're going to disagree with me and say no, the value is actually here, especially in the NFL. But I was just curious as to your answer and your reasoning why and how much one should actually risk, um, depending on their unit size there. Yeah, no, I mean that's I'm interested to see what Chris has to say because I have a feeling he kind of like likes this side as well and and he he might have a different opinion than me. I just think that, you know, if you're if you perceive value to be to be there, then you can lay like you you know, John Murray 
talks about like I told like, you I laid four dollars with Texas. Yeah. Listen, I can well, these, never these, I can yeah. never discredit that again. I did do that, and it was never once in doubt. I was never worried. If that makes any sense, right? Like right. that was never anything I was ever scared about. Uh, but it sounds weird, but I would be scared to lay one ninety against this Bengals team. I guess that's where my perceived risk really comes into play. So I'll jump in here, right? Um, I was going to give this out on best bets, but obviously we're talking Super Bowl and uh, a little screwed up tonight because of me. Um, so my best bet is the Rams, and it's minus, I have Rams minus four, minus 110. Um, and I think that's great value because my numbers and the way I make the game, I make the game Rams minus six. So I think laying four points, I'm getting a great number here. I think the number's off compared to – I have a really good NFL season. And I don't give a, a big home advantage to, to the Rams here. I th actually really only give them about a half a point uh, to a point, if that, right? Um, they, they get no fans. Uh, no one cares about the Rams. So it doesn't really matter. I kind of throw that out the window here. So it's just a handicap on the game for me. And kind of an interesting stat here that we got from our good friend Mark Lawrence is the straight-up winner of the Super Bowl game 47 6 and 2 against the spread. So that means, like, you pick the winner, there's a good chance you're going to have a winning ticket in your pocket. Uh, and Kelly pointed out to me the other day when we were texting, I didn't even realize this, but the Niners last week or two weekends ago, championship weekend, they're the only team in the playoffs to cover and not win the game. So, really, it doesn't really, the spread doesn't matter in the playoffs. And really, Kel, I forget the stat in the actual NFL during the regular season, but what's that stat on cover for what is it 80% of the time, something like that? 84% of the time? I actually got this from Ralph earlier. Uh, outright winners uh, in the Super Bowl. Okay. 47, 6 and 2 against the spread. And we've had 12 straight outright winners. Doesn't matter. They're the favorite or the dog. They cover. If they win, they cover. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, outright winner, 47, yeah. six, and two. Like, it's it's just ridiculous. It's pick the winner um, throughout the playoffs, frankly, and including the Super Bowl. And I mean, hell, 80% of the NFL has picked the winners. You're right. The Niners uh, was able to that's win by the hook. If you will, Niners should have won that game, but that's beside the point. Here we are. Uh, we get Matthew Stafford, who hopefully throws multiple interceptions in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, and I agree with you. Yeah, they shouldn't have won the game, but and and here we are. And you'll agree with me on this one. Since they shouldn't be in this game either, they should have lost to Tennessee. Uh, if Ryan Tannehill doesn't step on his dick, I mean, I mean they should have lost to the Chiefs. Game. Had Patrick Mahomes not thrown an interception, I mean, it it, it sure. is what it is. Absolutely. And uh, look, this is the first time in a while we haven't had a one seed in the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is the lowest seeded Super Bowl uh, ever in history of Super Bowls before the four. Interesting. As we're getting closer to March Madness and you can bet on, you know, what the, the seeds and making it to the final four. I didn't know that CT bet. So this is kind of the, the yeah. most upsets in terms of advancing in NFL playoff history. Actually, a stat to that CT bets. The team that is the higher playoff seed is just two and 14 against the spread. Um, it, that's a 16 game sample size here. The last 16 Super Bowls. So that would speak towards the Bengals as well. Um, I, I don't know if that matters. I guess you could make the point, Hey, maybe the market is underpricing like the hotter hand that kind of rode under the radar longer pointing towards the Bengals. I don't know. Just throwing out stats that, uh, kind of pointing towards the dog there, CT. 
So Kelly made a good point uh, at the beginning of the show, right? You, I agree with her. You can make a great case for the Bengals here, and you can make a great case for the Rams. And you could throw all these stats out there all, uh, all week long, and, and you could go back and forth on it, right? I'm throw, I throw all those out the window, Drew Martin Betts. This is one game. It's a standalone game. I think the number should be six. It's four. I'm taking what I think is the better team here. This is one game, okay? And the only thing I'm basing this on right now, I'm not saying, oh, because Joe Burrow was stacked this many times. Oh, they're going to double Cooper Cup. You could go on and on. I think there is a huge, huge advantage here in coaching. And you would think that Sean McVay was a horrible coach, what he's done this playoffs. But he's not. That's not the case. In the leagues here. And he has a big-time advantage. He brought this Rams team to the Super Bowl three years ago with Jared Goff, who's an absolute dumpster, what we saw. It doesn't matter that he's in Detroit. He's absolutely atrocious. That's how good Sean McVay is. And he got outcoached in that Super Bowl by the New England Patriots, and he can't sleep at night. It still drives him insane. And I just don't think Zach Taylor and the miracle run, absolutely, they have a horseshoe up their ass, the Cincinnati Bengals team. I think to an end on Sunday, and I will take Sean McVay to have that team ready to play and the ton of experience. Von Miller has, you could just see him. He wants to eat somebody's freaking head. And I will take the better team. And people have been saying, oh, Joe Burrow is the better quarterback. That's not the case for me and my numbers. I don't think Joe Burrow is the better quarterback. I think Matt Stafford's the better quarterback in the league. He's finally gotten a team. They built this team to win the Super Bowl, giving up all those draft picks, going out and get everybody. Joe Burrow, this is his, his second year in the league. He's done he exceeded all expectations. I think he's going to have a great NFL career. He ain't winning the Super Bowl this Sunday. I can mark my words. He is not. I I got one thing to say about what CT just said a second ago, how, how he makes the number six. So I talked to a, a behind-the-counter person that not only agrees, said that they made the number six as well, uh, but said that, that, that they anticipated at one point, maybe not now, but early, this was like a, a week ago, that it could get as high as six. Now, I don't know that we'll see it move that much, but – just to go back to saying, okay, well, if you if you did have Rams money line at like minus one ninety, and then it did creep up that high, you might have like a like a nice middle to play for if you really wanted to do something like that. I'm not saying that's what you should do. I'm just saying that this could actually move further. I don't know that this is going to come back. I think it would be more likely to see it it trend toward what CT made it than to come back to like three and a half or something like that. I don't think it comes back to three and a half. I mean, we know that uh, at Circa. When they were one of the only places to hang a three and a half, what happened was sharp guys bet the yeah. shit out of it. And so I don't think we're going to see a three and a half. I, I would agree with that. I think we're going to see a lot of fours. I think the interesting thing is to see on if the public, when they come in on Saturday and Sunday, on if that Rams money line comes down because they're betting the Bengals. I honestly don't know. Mm -hmm. I can't predict. I've heard so many different walks of life on both sides of this. And that's what I said. I, I feel like I can make a case for both. I will say this to CT. I think that Stafford is an absolute liability. I've said this all year long. He's not 100%. He wasn't 100% against the Niners. You can tell by some of those throws. He's had back spasms all year long. Maybe he's had a little bit of time to nurse some of those wounds, but 
look, the guy is a complete liability, and that's why he leads the league in interceptions this year. I also wouldn't be surprised to see uh, this, honestly, like this Bengals defense has just been really great this last month and a half, two months. They've really been able to adjust at halftime. I think that this is going to come down to turnovers. I think this is going to be a three-point game one way or another. I could see it being 24-21, either team winning this. And uh, look, do I think Joe Burrow is going to get sacked a ton? Yeah, I do. Uh, His offensive line is his liability. But it does scare me when you're talking about in terms of which quarterback is better. Sure, Matthew Stafford uh, was a great fantasy football quarterback for years. Even though he played for the Lions, he had a great stat sheet. All of a sudden, you put him in L.A. and he's kind of a wild card. Uh, I think if L.A. wins this game, it will be on the backs of their defense, not on Matthew Stafford. And that's my one concern here. If you're betting on Matthew Stafford, I would be a little weary of this one. Um, Joe Burrow, on the other hand, obviously being younger, being more inexperienced, uh, I think is kind of in the narrative. And and I don't think he's that inexperienced, maybe in the NFL. But uh, as far as the SEC goes, Death Valley at night, he, he's been in some rowdy environments. And let's be honest, if you guys have been to a Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is not rowdy. It's a bunch of corporate clowns, uh, especially what it's going to be like in L.A. It's not going to be rowdy at all. I think it's going to be a really interesting, uh, an interesting dynamic to see how this one plays out. Uh, you know, I'm not cheering against you guys by any means. I just kind of am, I have my concerns about Matthew Stafford, and my prop bets are going to show that. Okay. I, I didn't, you just want to make sure that I, I'm not betting the game because I think Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback, which I do think he is, and which one game – Shoot him right up. He's going to be just fine. And I agree with you. Yeah, he has been hurt. He's going to be just fine Sunday. No fucking problem. Sorry for my F-bomb. <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's now at two. So ho- hopefully we keep it under the uh, over-under the pre-show. I think I dropped two in one sentence to start the show. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll set the new over-under at three and a half. And hopefully we keep but, it under. I, but that's Kelly, a standard. You- that should be a standard show over-under right there. Three and a half F-bombs. If we can stay under that, that's good. Okay. Okay. Hopefully Johnny's watching and uh, yeah, we'll keep this under Um, Kelly. I thought you made some great, some great points there, not only with the sidewise, but in terms of turnovers, Kelly, I got a stat for you in the 54 previous Super Bowls, the team that has more turnovers has won just six times straight up and only eight times against the spread. That's 54 Super Bowls. So winning the turnover battle is huge, Kelly. So just props there on that point. I think it comes down to, to turnovers as well. And I didn't know Matthew Stafford led the league in, in terms of interceptions. That's something that I think is repeatable here and something we could use. Yeah, I mean, he's got 17 on the season, and that's going to be uh, my second favorite bet. We were just talking about being risk adverse in terms of juice. I laid 155, no problem. Uh, I do think, as I mentioned, this Bengals defense has really stepped up uh, throughout the last couple of months. I think it was like week eight. I believe it was against the, I got to Google it, but whoever it was, they came out roaring in the second half. And ever since then, I've really seen a change, especially as far as the defensive backs go. I mean, there was times they were just getting absolutely smoked. I think it was the Browns game and you can just tell they looked defeated. I don't know what happened in that next couple of weeks, but Hey, this team's went on a nice run. And I think that this defense uh, has gotten a lot of flack, but it has really been improved. And that's what I like to see from teams. Um, throughout the course of the season. I want to see who's improving. I want to see where where you're able to make those adjustments, and that's this defense, honestly. I've been, I've been really surprised by them. Um, and I think maybe compared to the L.A. Rams, I expect them to have a good defense. You have Aaron Donald. You have uh, Von Miller. You have Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in the league. I expect 
almost perfection from the LA Rams. And so uh, if we don't see that this, uh, this Sunday, I, I will be surprised. And a little side note, I got a text from a good friend that lives in LA, a pretty well-known guy. And he uh, reminded me that sometimes the home field advantage, if you will, isn't always that great. And we know that SoFi doesn't have a home field advantage anyway. And we just mentioned that it's not going to be rowdy because it's going to be a bunch of corporate suits and politicians and whoever shows up at the Super Bowl on Sunday. But one of the interesting things is when you get to sleep in your own bed. And I think last year for the Bucks, that was a really kind of key thing for them. But you don't see Tom Brady throwing parties the week of the Super Bowl, right? You didn't hear about uh, even Antonio Brown, as wild as he is, he didn't have a Super Bowl party. Uh, there are three different Rams players uh, that are pretty important to that defense, all hosting their own parties. I don't know if they're getting paid for it. I don't know what's going on, but I think that that is interesting. And if you've ever been to a Von Miller party, uh, I have not, but I guess you could ask Chad Kelly how that worked out well for him. <laughs> Good stuff from KIV. Guys, do, do we have any uh, closing kind of arguments here, side or totals-wise, before we hammer some props real quick? Kelly, you bring up home field advantage. I got one for you in the exotic market, guys. So this is only going to be available offshore, but I did some research and I want to throw it off you guys before kind of rebetting it here. Times home field advantage in quotation marks, home field advantage is said during the broadcast. I bet over one and a half at plus 135. Um, I think it's brought up a lot. You know, it's only happened twice in the Super Bowl. I think the two commentators here are going to need to be talking about it, it being in L.A. And I know the atmosphere isn't that that big of a deal. Uh, like you talked about, Kelly, I actually went to one in Miami. I can remember sitting in the game and just being like, this isn't rowdy at all. Like compare this to a college football game or heck, even a regular season like Dolphins versus Jets game. It was nothing like that. It was people with collared shirts kind of sipping on uh, on wine, not not a like a wild atmosphere at all. But I just think home field advantage because the Rams are playing in L.A. the first time being in L.A. in quite some time. Uh, over one and a half was an exotic bet I liked. Also, I'll just read off the other two I liked. Uh, what will be said first during game? Detroit Lions or Jared Goff? Both of those statements in quotation marks. I think it's going to be Jared Jared Goff because in the way that you would form the sentence, you would be like Matthew Stafford was traded for for Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. So minus 120 on each of those. I bet Jared Goff said before Detroit Lions. And last one here, position player to pour liquid on coach. This is something I bet almost every year. Defense plus 140 over offensive position player pouring the liquid. And mainly because I think obviously it can be both, but there's more opportunity for a defensive player because usually the offense is out on the field and they're taking a knee. Therefore, the, I, I, I just feel that there's more, more likelihood of a defensive player doing it. So at plus 140, I think there's value on those three exotics. Now, guys, you can't bet that in Nevada. It's only offshore. But uh, throw that out there. Maybe KIV, do you have any opinion on either of those three? That last one's pretty funny. Uh, I never would have thought about it that way, but you're probably right, Drew. Usually when the coach gets drenched, it's because the offense is out on the field taking a knee. If not, uh, it's kind of a, a different scenario, a big defensive stop, and everybody's, you know, more surprised. Yeah. And that quarterback's not going to be standing there with a bucket of Gatorade hoping their defense <laughs> makes a big stop. Uh, it's usually like after they're running off the field. So really interesting dynamic there, Drew. Uh, I don't have an opinion other than that, other than I just would have never thought of it that way. Yeah, I just like these exotics, guys. It's fun. And this is the one game you can bet them per year. So I'm going to keep hammering these out. But those are three that I bet so far. CT bets, any on those three? Or, or did you have any props you wanted to throw out here, buddy? 
No, that was the only one that I gave in the the big game breakdown that I played so far. There's one that uh, has obviously been pretty popular the last couple of years, but the numbers kind of, and I did bet it. I got a little plus money, and that's no on the touchback, that there will not be a touchback, meaning they they will return it. Obviously, last year, that was great value. It was plus 250. Uh, We all hit it. Um, But obviously, as you guys all know, Pat McAfee said on his podcast, this is the only time that one play, that ball comes out of the box and it's very hard and it's the first, it's no one was using it in pregame warmups, whatever. Drew Martin bets the kicker goes to kick it. It's rock solid. McAfee said he almost broke, he felt like he almost broke his foot on it. And after that's caught and returned, whether it's down or whatever, that box goes to, or that ball goes to the hall of fame. Um, And obviously the returner is really hyped up, juiced up and, uh, a lot of the teams are telling them these days that they, they want to get something going and return it. I think it's t- only two of the last 20 times in the Super Bowl that it has not um, uh, been a touchback. Okay, I like it, CT Bets. Hey, quick question for you, because this is one out there in the exotics, and I know you're kind of in the industry. Which Anheuser-Busch brand commercial will run first? Budweiser, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda at plus 600, that last one. I thought maybe they're going to push Hard Seltzer there, but uh, maybe Budweiser at plus 170 at the top. Do you have any opinion there which commercial runs first? Budweiser would be my first choice before I worked at Burke Distributing, where I am now. I worked at Bud, and Bud has always been big on uh, you know plugging Budweiser during the Super Bowl. They are making a big push on Bud Light Seltzer, but I mean that that plus six hundred kind of tells you Bud something. Light I don't know. Sucks. As a seltzer connoisseur, yeah. I'm just gonna say it. I was forced to drink one uh, at the which game? I think it was the Tampa it Bay Lightning game, and it was terrible. It was absolutely was terrible. Horrible. So sorry, I just had yeah. to say that. No, no it, it is. Good I had to drink one the Yankee game. It was awful. Budweiser at plus one seventy. I don't know. That's not a bad bet. Okay. Yeah, I like it. If they, maybe they're going to bring back those. Is that uh, because I think those... more blue collar, like rednecky people are watching? Like, what? Who drinks Budweiser? Like, I'm not trying to bag on Bud, but like, if I'm going to drink Bud, Bud, heavy. Like Bud Light Lime, because I drank that in college. But like, I mean, Budweiser. Ooh. Really? If I'm drinking a beer, I'm drinking Budweiser. I don't know. I feel like Budweiser that's kind or of... Bud Light. There's no. Oh, I don't way. drink Bud Light. I'm... Budweiser only. Yeah. Oh wow. God, Drew goes Bud heavy. Bets. He goes Bud oh, heavy, yeah. Cal. Oh, I think it's an Alabama thing. When you go to the state of Alabama, Mississippi, you can, you kind of, people look at you weird. If you drink Bud Light, you need to be drinking Budweiser. I don't know. I don't know. Well, now we all just is what it is. Listen, that's too yeah, rich but, for my college taste. We drank uh Bush Light. So here we are. Keystone. Oh, hey, we drank family. Keystone. Yeah. Oh. Keystone. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> not, not that great for me. We, we were more natural light oh, people at Auburn, but it is a great time to bring up we are brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva Tequila Seltzer, refreshing and drinkable. Hard seltzer, 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Guys, you can order it on the site right now and take 10% off with the coupon code HUSTLE. Um, guys, we got to go around the horn here real quick. Uh, college basketball best bets, but uh, we are coming up to 7 o'clock tip-off here. So, Trig, I know we didn't get to you with the uh, prop bets. So, any kind of closing prop bets you wanted to throw out? College basketball thoughts and what's your best bet, man? Yeah, so Drew, I'll just reiterate, uh, my best bet on the show last week was actually a Super Bowl prop. It was Matt Stafford to throw an interception. I said I saw like minus 120, minus 125, thought that was crazy. And so I just, that's really the only prop I've played so far. 
Uh, and I think I think you could still play it even if it moved. Uh, gave out George Mason earlier in the show. That's going to tip off at seven. Uh, but so I guess for my best bet, I'll I didn't really have anything from like the sharp, you know, the sharp card like we had last week. Anything that I thought was good, but they did. So as soon as uh, Kansas State hit seven and a half um, on this particular book, this sharp group played it. Uh, and, and I actually, I've been leaning that way all day. I see just, it's just nothing but Baylor money. Uh, so I'll throw that one out there because I know it got a shot. I know it's gotten hit by, by a sharp group when it hit seven and a half. I think it's probably seven most places, but that's a 9 PM tip off. So still has a couple hours to move. Uh, I'll, I'll throw Kansas state plus seven out there as another best bet for the show. Great. Thanks for taking my best bet. You asshole. Oh, that's <laughs> I, mine. I did yeah. not know that. Well, that's. All right, that's all right. Hot. That's that's good. That's good. That that's got Get, hit by a sharp group at seven and a half. I just bet seven and a half while we were doing the show. So, see, and this is why I don't know why I even give out my shit at two o'clock. Like, what's the point? I give out a play at two o'clock, and I get a better number uh, later on. It never fails. Uh, very very rarely does uh, it go the other way. All right. Yes, I'm also on Kansas State. Is this a play against CT's Baylor Bears? Sorry, CT, but I think they lose that Kansas game. Twice here. K State's been great at home this year. Uh, 10 and 4 straight up now, granted. They did choke away that KU game um, just a few short weeks ago. And what happened? Then they went to Waco and got smoked because they lost that KU game twice. Uh, and I think that's exactly what Baylor is going to do tonight. They're going to lose that KU game twice. Here they are. It's got to go to Manhattan. K State sucks. I think they're going to sleepwalk through this one uh, before they have to play Texas on Saturday. I look for seven and a half to be just a little too many points, but I also would be lying if I didn't tell you guys I sprinkled a little on that K-State money line. Hey, K-State, I don't know if they suck too bad there, Kelly. I mean, 12 no, and Nigel 10. No, Nigel Pack is amazing and everybody else sucks. That's what I'm going to say. He has been amazing. He is. We have to. We live and die by his games. If he has a great game, we're amazing. And the last time uh, after that KU game because he gave his all and nobody else did, uh, we went into Baylor and guess what happened? He just was non-existent. And I don't blame him. I would have just been flat too. Like you can't have one of the best performances of your year and come away at home with a loss. It just doesn't work that way. So I expect uh, K-State to have a nice bounce back, save Bruce Weber's job, you know, make my life miserable for another couple of years. Well, Kelly, I mean, look, look at their last 11 games. It's all really good teams outside of Ole Miss. Their schedule is one of the more difficult in the country. So sitting at 12 and 10, I actually think they're a little bit underrated because the defense is so good. Well, that's the thing. It's K-State's defense has really been what's kept them in some of these games. And I and I had somebody tweet me earlier, aren't you afraid uh, that we're going to lose on the offensive boards? I, I'm not going to say that's not a concern of mine. Uh, but I do think defensively we're going to see a strong performance tonight. I lean towards the under in this one, Drew. I know your big total's better. Yeah. Um, so that does favor taking the seven and a half. Obviously, it's a very small sprinkle, uh, but just so that I can feel better in my soul about Bruce Weber going to keep his job. At least I made a little bit of money uh, for him to do so. For sure. I, the, the, the under was on my short list as well. And it, Kansas State guards the three very well. Of course, Baylor, um, that's going to be big tonight, CT bets. And of course, Kansas State versus Baylor. But it looks like you're going against your alma mater, huh, man? I don't I don't know why I, uh, Kelly apologized to me. My best bet is Kansas State as well tonight, plus seven and a half. <laughs> I, I love I'm Bruce glad Weber we all home. communicate before the show. <laughs> I love we Bruce We talk to Weber each other. This Full disclosure, we talk to each other all day long. We are in a group chat that never stops, and none of us ever once said this. I tweeted out K-State, Adam gives it out, 
I, I quit. Can I quit the show, please? I, I, like, no Kel, I just saw it pop like a minute ago. I, I, I knew you tweeted out a couple plays, but I don't know. I just, I just saw it <laughs> pop, and that group hit it at seven and a half. Like, I, I, I don't understand is. why she's yelling at me for giving out KC. I, I think this <laughs> Baylor team's in a lot of trouble. Here. At us. Um, I've been yelling Drew this Martin whole Beth, show. Don't think Elsie Cryer is going to play tonight. Uh, Flagler is still hurt, although. He, did. he was probably the only player that played well last weekend versus that that awful game they played versus Kansas. Um, there's a lot of turmoil I heard down there right now. I talked to my insider this afternoon, and he said that Drew's really not happy with the, with the team right now. Can't really put it together. They're kind of fighting with each other a little bit. Akinjo has not been the same since he's been hurt. So I really I, I gave K State out last weekend as the, last week on the show as my best bet. I really love Bruce Weber at home. This K-State team plays really tough at home. I think Pac's going to have a big game, kind of like Kelly said. He's lightening up behind the arc, and I think that K-State can stick with him, and they might be able to win this game too. I think Baylor might scrape it out, but I, I like K-State. Give, give me the seven and a half. Yeah, going with K-State, I like it. Two games, uh, winning streak against Oklahoma State, TCU. Now uh, got Baylor at home, so look to Kansas State plus the points. From Kelly, CT, and Trig, all not talking before the show. So, guys, I got to get away from K-State and uh, and Baylor here. Actually, I'm going to go to football. And the one that we talked about earlier, I'll use this as my best bet, something I just bet actually before we went on the show. Exotic market, guys, offshore only. Times home field advantage. Those three words said in quotations. Home field advantage during the broadcast of the Super Bowl is said. I bet over one and a half at plus 135. The under one and a half is uh, the minus number. So plus 135 on over one and a half home field advantage being said in the broadcast of the Super Bowl. So Kelly, Trig, CT Bets, anything else before we shut this down? Go Wildcats. So Go leave wild it there, Rob. Right. All right, Go guys. Ram. Brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Simulcast live on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. We'll be back. Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Come back and join us. Kelly Stewart, CT Bets, Adam Trigger. I am Drew Martin. Best of luck with your bets. We'll talk on Saturday.